Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. I'm James Rea. I'm an editorial automobile writer for the Bay Area News Group, which is the San Jose Mercury and the East Bay Times in Walnut Creek. I edit and publish a website called theweeklydriver.com. My friend and colleague is Bruce Aldrich, and today we have on uh, Steve Casagrande. Uh, for full disclosure, Steve was my dentist here in Sacramento for about 100 years, and now his son, Michael, is my friend as well, and he's also my dentist, so we don't see Steve as much, but a few years ago, uh, I was over at a friend's house in the East Sac neighborhood, and I saw Steve and his son, Mike, uh, in their hunting garb, and they had all their equipment, and they were ready to go, and they belonged on the cover of an L.L. Bean catalog or something, and they were heading off in a wonderful family car that we're going to discuss today. So, Steve, uh, welcome to our podcast, and as a good place to start, why don't you tell us the car that I'm talking about? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, yes, uh, just to, to go back to the beginning, the car is a 1956 Chevrolet uh, Bel Air Beauville. Uh, it's a nine-passenger Chevrolet station wagon. Uh, it was bought brand new in 1956 by my father uh, out of Bakersfield, good Chevrolet in Bakersfield. And, uh, of course, it's a nine-passenger. Uh, had uh, Living down in Bakersfield, of course, uh, very hot down there. So he had a, a Mark IV air conditioner installed, which is a nice-looking chrome unit that fits right under the dash. At that time, they didn't have uh, factory air. So it has that. It has power-packed four-barrel carburetor. came with a Rochester carburetor which never worked well, and I'll get back to you later on that issue. Sure. Uh, but that's a, that's how it came, uh, and uh, uh, Nassau blue, or uh, what is it? The light blue and white are the combination colors. And it's the beautiful. Black, yeah, white and black interior with the uh, silver thread and the silver buttons on it. Uh, and uh, so that's the configuration of it, and Basically, it's an original car as, as it was uh, back back then. Uh, we have done really nothing to alter it, so it's a it's an original, uh, good driving, uh, everyday driver car. So that's great. I haven't seen the car, but I, I feel like I have just with the description. The old Rochester, no good, huh? Would you put a not a Carter, but a, a Holly on that thing? No. <clears throat> Here's the story on it. The backstory is it never ran right. And, and we, my, the, I have five brothers, my dad. We all complain that when you turn left, to going down the street and turn left off the main street to get down to our house, it always, always flooded out. So you had to feather the, the, uh, the throttle just to keep it going. So this, this, this went on for God knows how long. It went on for forever, right? My dad had the carburetor rebuilt a couple of times. It just never, nothing could, nothing could get that out of that carburetor. And so it went on like that for years. And I'll get back to when you get down to, uh, you have a question here, what you've done mechanically to sure. the car. When we get to that part, I'll tell you what Oh, happened. okay. Great. Well, one thing about the seating, I, I'm not familiar with the, I used to call those nomads. You didn't use that word. You use station wagon, but um, is the rear seat, the third row, is it facing backwards or facing forward? It's facing, 
forward. Uh, and we used that early on. You know, I was seven years old when my dad bought the car. We just, uh, I was the third brother that was, that was uh, on the scene. And then right about that time, right before we bought the car, I had, we were surprised with, uh, with twin, twin brothers, Tim oh and Tom. So we had five boys fit in this car. So guess who got stuck way in the back in that back seat? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the, the the thing about that is that that car went from Taft. Uh, it went from Taft, and uh, are you still there? Yes. Yeah. City of Taft. Uh huh. It went from Taft to Los Angeles, and so getting stuck in the back. Of course, we had the air conditioner on, but if it was summertime. As soon as you went up that grapevine, it started overheating. So he shut the, you'd have to shut the uh, air conditioner off, get up to the top of the grapevine, get your bag of water and cool off the engine and such, and uh, and then continue on. But at that time, then the car was so hot, you had to roll all the windows down. And at that time, there was the grapevine was a two lane road. Oh my! So you had diesel, you had diesel smoke coming into that back. I'll bet you. To this day, if I smell diesel smoke, I get sick. <laughs> Steve, you mentioned the. So, uh, are you the sixth? There's there six total of six uh, sons in the family, or a total of five? Total of five. Total of five. And you mentioned in a conversation we had a few weeks ago that all of the brothers, at some point in time, have had the car uh, in in their possession. And I'm this is a little personal, but are all your brothers alive? And and is that true that all the brothers had the car at different times? Well, other than my oldest brother was off to St. Mary's uh, not long after, let's see, 56. He graduated high school in what, 61, I think it is. Yes. Or 60. So he was off. So he drove it a little bit, but the rest of us had all of our first in that. We had our driver's license. We had our first dates. We had our first uh, everything in that car. Um, and uh, But he had a little bit of it. My oldest brother, he's six years older than me. Uh, but the rest of us, uh, for example, my old, the next oldest brother took it down to Long Beach State and had two years of Long Beach State with it. And uh, I had it. Uh, my younger brothers then all both drove it through high school and such. And uh, then it just got put away. It just got got uh, parked under the uh, an awning and sat there for probably 20 years. Oh, my. And so interesting story when thanksgiving we're all down there mike uh you know your your new your new dentist yes. dr mike he was about maybe 11 years old let's say so we have a slew of his cousins are all there we're all there for thanksgiving and we're looking at this station wagon going you know we either need to sell this thing or 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 fix fix it up or we got to do something we can't just let it sit here so I said, well, let's go get a battery and some gas. And it hadn't been started in 20 years. I said, let's just see if it'll start. If it starts, then we'll maybe we'll make a decision. Anyway, long story short, gas, put a couple of gallons of gas in it, uh, check the oil. It had to get a little black oil in it and uh, put a battery in there. About the fourth time it blew open you know it, it started wow popped, and thick black smoke blew out of it i mean it was like <laughs> <laughs> like that diesel truck like the diesel truck yeah. it lit up the whole alley of black smoke and then it idled right down and i looked at it and i said oh no 
we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put some money in and restore. We can't we can't sell it. We can't we can't let it go. It's too much of the part of the family. So here it is running, and my dad comes out. He had no idea what we were doing. And of course, he that was his baby, and so. He gets in it and he's got this big grin on his face and all the grandkids get in it and he drives around the block. Now this thing has no shocks. The leaf spring, I don't know. It just bounced the, it bounced all the way around the block and he brought it back and he's just got this big grin. And so from that point on, we decided to restore it and it, it went, it underwent a two year probably restoration there in Taft uh, with, um, you know, we went through the engine, the top part, the engine was pretty pretty good shape uh the upholstery we found some new old stock upholstery the back seat the very back seat that we'd taken out after you know probably about five or six years after we bought the car it had been stored up in the garage up in the rafters and my younger brother went up there and says i think this seat's up here he went up and found it so the original back seat with the original was like brand new that's your seat uh, yeah that's the original That, that's the third seat now. So yeah. anyway, that's how we started the restoration, and that's how we still own. Decided it'll never leave the family from that point. Now it's in Mike's garage, which is uh, in East Sacramento, and um, no, oh, it's no, not. It's, out, it's in my garage. Yeah, okay. it's uh, he had it for a little bit, but uh, my brother Richard down in Bakersfield, uh, you know, he was in Taft at that time, and he oversaw the restoration of the car there in Taft. And a really great guy, uh, body shop uh, guy, went through the whole thing. I mean, really dialed it in. All original, uh, you know, the original clock, all the gay original uh, uh, cigarette lighter. I mean, all that parts, all the parts were there. And uh, he painted it. And my brother Richard looked at the finished paint and said, nope, not, it's not exactly how it was. So he made him repaint the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> oh man. It down oh, man. Re- Painted the whole thing. So, yeah. So the car uh, still didn't run real well. I mean, it was okay. Richard kept it down there in Bakersfield. He had a mechanic down there for years that worked on it, but it was never right. Finally, I bought the car from Richard. We had given it to Richard, my brother. And uh, I bought it from him, brought it up here. Buddy and I uh, went through it, took the tranny out, took the rear end out, rebuilt those, rebuilt the axle, you know, Went through everything, brakes, the, you name it, all the drivetrain. And, uh, but it still didn't run right. Still had that Rochester Carver in it. So <laughs> I took it to Jim, Jim Chevrolet, right? Yes. And he says, well, he says, I've got a really good carburetor guy. He says, the best in Sacramento here. And he, all he does is try fives. You know, he's the 55, 56, 57 Chevy guy. Anyway, uh, he sent it out twice. And finally, his carburetor guy said, there's something wrong with this carburetor says you can't it can't be fixed subsequently i found there was a bulletin out on the carburetor not long after (laughs) my dad bought it from the factory that there was a factory defect in it and he never got the bulletin so he he never went back to the dealership which would have solved the issue so i found it subsequently after we changed it out for a carter uh jim chevrolet he had a uh a uh, Chevrolet uh, Corvette, 56 Corvette with a 283, just like, or 55, whatever. Anyway, we swapped it out, and that car has never run so well. I mean, it runs perfect. Never. So you did go yeah. to a Carter. All the problems that were associated, yeah. New Carter, new Carter 56 Carter. Steve, uh, 
we've interviewed other guests and we've met you know them at car shows and so forth where someone has a vehicle like yours um, and when I'm not the great one I'm coming to mind is a man we met in Carmel Valley and I've referenced him a few times he had a 1950 F uh, Ford F100 pickup truck and he told a lot of great stories about uh, going into Carmel and he was a, a guy who you know looked like Ronald Reagan very distinguished looking guy and he would say things like you know, the, the women who saw the truck wanted to date him. Uh, the kids have never seen one before, so they were ecstatic. And, and the guys who were our age or older wanted to drive it. So when you take your car out, can you think of a good example or two of, of what the reaction is when, when people see that car, many of whom were not born when the car was made? So what are some reactions you've had through the years? Well, it's, it's universal. I mean, I drive it a lot, too. I, mean, I, I take it out and and back and forth to real into where I have my uh, a hanger or, and or I keep it sometimes. Anyway, they, people, you know, they'll honk. I'll, I'll hear a, I'll hear people honking. I look out and they've got their thumbs up. And they, I think it just brings back a, a nostalgic t- uh, time that was maybe one of those times that was a better time that people want to harken back to. It was the fifties. It was you know before you know before Vietnam, before a lot of things. Yes. And, but as far as, as far as a car, the reason that car has stayed original, the, the reason we didn't screw it up as brothers and go in there and, you know, build it, build something different Hot with it is that they were not very popular. Remember, uh, by the time I got to, of age to drive it, I was 1965 and now you had muscle cars coming in. Sure. You had all the great muscle cars coming in and station wagons were not cool. Believe me. They were not real cool. Uh, it, nobody spent any money fixing up a station wagon. Although if you had an old Woody, you know, down in LA, you put your surfboard in it and all that stuff. But you know, it wasn't it wasn't worth taking the engine out and putting a three twenty seven in or doing whatever. It just wasn't worth it because those cars weren't uh, the station wagons. It wasn't cool in high school, but a GTO was. Sure, it was a you know <laughs> any any other of those. So. That's why I think, in in our case anyway, we've never modified it because it it just didn't at the time it wasn't a car that you do that with. But yes, a lot of great, um, you know, uh, people get a warm feeling with it. Number one, the colors are like Easter Easter egg colors. You know, it's that blue, that real light blue and white. Yes, it's, it's pleasing to the eye. You don't see you don't see those colors in cars. Cars are gray and black, and you know. But you don't see that combination color, so it, it catches people's eye, and it and I think it they get a smile on their face with it. Honestly, sure, I'll bet they do. Steve, I was curious what transmission you had in there, and is it the original type transmission, or did you change that? And what about the like no, the, no. the hubcaps? Are they full a chrome hubcap or a dog dish, or yeah, what's on it? They're the full. They're the, they're the original hubcaps. Uh, I'm going to send you a picture uh, yeah, after we're done so you can look at it. Yeah. But no, it's the Power Glide transmission, which is popular with the race car drivers. Uh, it's just a two, it's a, um, what do you, it's, it's just, it ships one time. So it's a uh, two speed. Call. Yeah. Real gas saver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's two speed. So, so the drag drag racers love that. They still use that in their, you know, when they build, when they're building a drag race. It's a big, huge, nasty, 
heavy transmission, but it's a power glide is what it's called. It's called a power glide. Steve, there was a guy in Sacramento um, years ago, and we both remember uh, the bee uh, when it was in its heyday. There was a, uh, a gentleman I, I met actually once, um, and he did a one-strip uh, cartoon. It was called Auto Album. And it was a, a just a drawing of a car that he found that was unusual. Maybe it was an Etzel or some other. And he, what he did was he, he drew the picture of the car, and then he had a little paragraph or two that described, you know, there were 2,000 of these made, and, and here's who owned the car company. Oh, wow. and, here, and you may remember the guy, you may not. He's passed away. His family's in Pacific Grove. But d- d- since you've had the car for so long, and it's, it's, you know, artwork on wheels, and it's a family heirloom, so to speak, what, what are some of the numbers? Do you remember how many were made and, and how many might be left of, of that car? Well, it's funny. I, I did a little research earlier this morning on that because I was curious. There were 14,000 of them built. Yes. For example, of that, in that year, there were 8,000 Nomads, but there were 14,000 Bel Air Beauvilles, which this is, a, the nine passenger. Yes. And... Uh, uh, to, to put it in perspective, there were 40,000 40, two-door uh, convertibles. So there weren't that many, 14,000, you know, nationwide. I don't know. I, I, I can tell you this on that. Uh, when I got the car about 10 years ago and started going through, I, I went online with the Chevy Talk. Yes. Chevy Talk is a forum. And because uh, I was, wor- you know, I, I was on there about the carburetor, about the Rochester, and, and other things, too, that I was dealing with. And um, uh, there were people that never seen the back seat. It's funny that you had mentioned that, Bruce, about the back seat. There are a lot of people didn't know about the back seat, uh, the third seat, I should say. And uh, most of them were pointing backwards, a lot of like the Buicks. That's I think, what I was thinking. So, yeah. so a lot of, I put a picture on there. As far as I know, there's not many of those left that are not modified. Let's say, let's put it that way. So an original nine passenger, there can't be a handful of them, you know, uh, that are that are that are an original state, you know, that haven't been modified in some way. Yeah, Bruce. Uh, Bruce so, says, uh, "I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead, Steve. Finish up, please. I'm sorry." That's that's it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's. I don't know how many are left, but I don't think very many, because uh, on Chevy so. Talk again, people want to see pictures of it. They want to see pictures of the back seat. They've never seen it, so. Yeah, the um, Bruce has inherited a, a Volkswagen, a '59 Bug from his father, and we've talked about it um, through the years of of being friends. And and I'm wondering if you're like Bruce, um, did you still have some of the original documentation of the car, and would you care to share how much your dad paid for it? How many miles? How many miles? So forth. Some of those stats are always oh, fun. Oh gosh. Oh, lots of miles. I don't know on that. I know it went back and forth to Los Angeles, and that was a three-hour drive um, uh, its whole life. I mean, over 100,000, probably close to, I'd say 150 to two, maybe. But you wouldn't know it if you looked at the car and you popped it. No, it's gorgeous. Yes, the original engine. It's it's got the original uh, alternator. Not generator. No, generator. I'm sorry. It's a generator. It's still got the, and it has uh, the uh, original um, uh, condenser for the air conditioner there. Uh, it's It just looks like it's back in time, but it's the original paint on the engine, and it's still in pretty good shape. So, um, 
what was the question? Oh, the other part was what it costs. What it costs new, and what, what do you think it's worth now? Do you still have any oh, of the original paperwork? Twenty, I think twenty-three or twenty-six, something like that, rings a bell. I know this that the Nomad that you mentioned, right? It was yes. the two-door, right? It was out of the question for our family. We had to have a four-door and you know, massive seating. Uh, but the the uh, two-door Nomad sold for three hundred dollars more. That's mainly because of the tr- different trim. It had a few different trim items on it. But for three hundred dollars more, you could have had a Nomad, which were worth around, uh, you know. Thirty, forty thousand dollars now, or restored nomad. So, I think around twenty, which was a lot of money back then. You know, this is nineteen fifty-six. Yes. But um, our friends, our very close friends, uh, bought the same. They went and bought two of them. Actually, my dad and his best friend went over to uh, to Good Chevrolet Bakersfield, and he got the turquoise and white one. Uh huh. and uh, it had turquoise interior, if I remember. So, uh, and of course, I don't know how long they had it. But we're just lucky that it stayed in the family because it it's become a it's become a kind of a rally point or a focus of the family. I think. Well, that's great uh, stuff. In it, yeah. And Mike's kids enjoy it now, and it's up here. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably bring it down to Fresno, where two of the brothers live, and let them have it for a little bit, and then eventually down to my other brother. And Bakersfield will let him drive it some too. So we all enjoy it. Um, they all see it when we come up to, uh, we have a fishing trip that we do every year and they come up to Sacramento. We go to the, up to Tahoe and uh, we drive around in it then. We've taken it up there and all five of us, here we are, all five brothers back in the car oh, cruising along Lake Tahoe. I want a picture of that. <laughs> that would be great. Steve, I, I, re- one. I, okay. Steve, I remember, uh, I know in, and my bug, the 59 bug, uh, it's all yeah. about memories. And when I see a little scratch on the dash, I re- typically remember when my dad and I were fixing something, and I know how that little scratch got there. Or my mom's uh, yeah. bracelet uh, on, yeah. the, on the passenger side, I can see the scratches up by the window. Little things like that. Do you have little memory points on the car? Well... Yeah, originally when we went to uh, <laughs> when we went to uh, uh, restore it, there was kind of a dent on the on the dash, and the dash is all metal, right? It's all steel, sure. metal, uh, metal dash painted. Well, the deal was there was a there was a um, uh, in the radio there was a you have the speaker which has which actually has a, a pre preamp in it, so there's tubes in the speaker but there was a misconnection there was a bad connection between the wiring and the in the actual stair, uh, the actual uh, radio so my dad when it started getting static would slam on that uh he'd bang on the on the dash and it would it would just shake it enough that it would come back and he'd be listening to a dodger game and it would start to crackle and he'd smack it so that dent we did take the dent out when we <laughs> That's when funny. we restored the thing yeah, but don't take your scratches out. Leave them in there. I do remember the old tube radios. I I've forgotten about those. Yeah, the my bug has the tube, and it takes forever to warm up. And yeah, they're a little different. Work? Yep, yep. He repaired it many yep. times through the years, though. The tubes go bad. This is a strange connection here, oh. Steve. But um, Elon Musk uh, has five sons. And your dad, and I'm imagining your dad and Elon Musk never met, but 
there was a point when Elon Musk was talking about his new vehicles and he was going to drive one of the Teslas across country to, and stop at all the um, Tesla points to recharge with all of his five sons. And it, it never happened, but your your dad had five sons. It just comes to mind that um, um, all, the, all the remaining brothers, you guys could go to, well, like you mentioned, Tahoe, you could, boy, a trip with all the guys, that would be fantastic um, memories. It would be a good TV. It would be a good TV show to a reality show to follow <laughs> you guys around. <laughs> oh no, God! We're, you know, there are five Italian. Oh my gosh! Brothers. Let me tell you. No, 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 no! You don't want to film that. That's, that's, <laughs> bad, that's, bad TV. What, you what don't kind? want to film the poker game that lasts for three days either. That oh, gets really ugly. Drinking beer so, and playing poker, but, I bet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what about some other long drives? You mentioned uh, going up over the grapevine. Grapevine. Uh, were there any other long drives where everybody was loaded up? Well, uh, you know, my dad, his dream was to pile us all in there. Now, he, three years after this, I'll digress just a little bit. Sure. Uh, he bought a 1950 Shasta trailer. And his dream was to throw us all in that car, all seven of us. And head back to Pennsylvania, which is where our family originally came. Uh, when they came from Italy, my grandparents, uh, they all landed in Italy, in uh, Pennsylvania, in Scranton. Yes. And uh, so he, his dream was to drive that thing back. I'm really, I really wish we would have done it, but there never was, we never had the time. It never happened. But we have this 59 uh, Shasta trailer, and that used to go to Yosemite, uh, you know, the, the Chevy would tow that all to all around to sometimes down to LA, but Pismo beach and all those beach towns along there, uh, you know, camping. And, uh, and once a year we'd, we'd get, take it up to Yosemite. Now, I don't know how that Chevy towed that thing all the way to Yosemite, but it did. Um, and, uh, and so the story on that is that we, uh, after many, many years, the, the, uh, 59, uh, Shasta, you know, it, it fell into disrepair and what have you. And, but our neighbors next door had the same one. They were actually bought together. And years ago, about seven or eight years ago, I went down to Taft, my old home, and there's my old neighbor still there, and there's her Shasta. So I ended up buying it from her. She was going to sell it and restored it and turned it into the same color combination as the Chevy. And so that's been on display at the auto museum a couple of different times with the, the Shasta and the Chevy. But yeah, we towed towed that car, you know, that car towed that trailer quite a bit actually until we all grew up and didn't want to go do it anymore. <laughs> when you wow. said the auto museum, you're speaking of the one in, in downtown Sacramento? Yes. Okay, great. There were two events that, uh, yeah, one time they had a, a trailer um, exhibit. Travel trailers, yes, vintage travel. Tra- so, so they asked if I would bring. We were the only one that had a car attached to the trailer, and so um, we displayed it there for about three. They had it, and it was a very popular display. I had a like a camping display that went along with it and such, and uh, it was very popular that thing. Then later on, uh, not that long ago, maybe a couple of years ago, they did a, a thing called road trips, and yes. they asked for it again, and we put it back in there and. Uh, People really enjoy it. They just, it just brings a big smile to their face when they see that. But just that era is, I guess, and just the color combination is such that uh, a lot of people very in, were very interested in it. I think it brought a lot of people in. They they said it was the most popular they displayed. So 
I was happy for them. They made money. Wow, shoot yeah. us a picture of that too. Yeah. I want to see that. <laughs> that was be- Do you have any old pictures oh, from back in the day at Yosemite and wherever Pismo, wherever you went? Of fact, yes. In fact, the other story on this is when I got the trailer, I started restoring the trailer. It took about six months. I took it completely apart and did went through all of it, and uh, it was in pretty good shape. But it's in really good shape now. Um, anyway, a guy by the name of Paul of Sinacota out and, uh, he lives in Alberta, but he was starting a vintage camper trailer magazine at the time. And, uh, he, he was into his maybe third volume of it. And it was just this kind of a, uh, newspaper type, uh, uh, magazine color. And, uh, it was, I think he put out two a year or three a year or something like that. Anyway, he heard that I was restoring this my shasta so he came over, he asked if he could come over and see it so he did he brought his camera and he's taking pictures of of it it was restored at that time and then i opened the garage door and he looked and he saw the chevy and he says oh my god he says and so he did a whole feature article on the chevy and the shasta and uh had my dad it's got a picture of my mom and my brother with his with his uh letterman sweater on up in oh, yosemite yeah. <laughs> oh, great. The original our, with our original shasta he did a whole spread about the about the shasta and the you know got it was very very nice and, very, and it went into his book he has a uh, book out and uh he did a feature on that it's in the waiting room if you ever get in you know when you go in there last for this look for the trailer book okay, I, see I, it in okay. i'm going soon so i'll i'll uh I'll make it a point. Yeah, well, they, yeah. I, I think actually they've put everything away now for a while because of the, the coronavirus. Oh, oh yeah. Well, so I, the, yeah, the, ask for that book. Though. Okay, I will. Yeah, and uh, that that uh, his subsequently his vintage camper trailer has blown up and it's nationwide and it's it's, it's a huge. Um, they do tra- all the trailer rallies and all that stuff. It's a, it's become a big deal with vintage camper trailers. So y- you made now a big deal. Putting cars with them. Old yes. cars. I think we were one of the first to, you know, have an old a, a car, a period car with a trailer, and now you see them all the time. It's it's almost uh, they go together now. So yes, yeah. S- Steve, you have. Um, I know Mike has kids, so you're a grandpa. Do you have other grandkids? I for, forgive me for not knowing. And what yes. going, going back to the family when when grandpa, meaning you, when you when you drive the car and, and Mike's kids or. Other other grandchildren are in the car. What um, what must that that must be a, a, um, emotional? Uh, you must reminisce. It must be fun to have grandkids in a car and they don't know what it is, or they maybe they're accustomed to it now. But what's that experience like for you? Well, it, it's funny you'd say that. They uh, Stephanie came out from. They live in Park City now. They just moved from New York, and she's got a daughter, thirteen, and then two boys that are nine, and then Mike's kids are what. 11 and eight they're two boys yes so there's four boys and a girl they, they all we all wanted to go to they all wanted to do something more normal from just staying at home we went to leatherby's one day and i took the chevy and uh the, the couple of kids say dad no no can we can we go in the chevy to go back home i said sure well i have this speaker that i was telling you about and and i put it on and anyway long story i put on beatles music i put on the beatles uh Hard Day's Night album. Yes. And they just, and here we're cruising along, playing old Beatles, and these kids are just singing along and having the best. I thought, this is two generations, three generations removed. And yes. Here they are, 
it gave me just this weird, strange, wonderful feeling. I can it only was, imagine. It's, it's one I won't forget. I don't know why. It's just that point in time. Yeah. I, w- I wish yeah. I would have. So, yeah. I'm not part of the family, but I would have loved to have been in that third seat experiencing that with as, as, a, as a non-family member. It was. It was it, yeah, it was magical. I don't know what it what it was about it, but it's, it's one of those moments, you know, that you a uh, place in time, I think. And uh, I, and as I look at those little kids, it, the car is going to be there someday. I don't know who's going to fight over it and get it, but you know, that's going to be. <laughs> that's great. You know, that's great. They'll have some, they'll have some good memories with it, and they've had some already, and they're young, so there'll be more uh, for sure. Sure, sure. That that's a perfect now a car. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a that that's. Go ahead, Steve. Sorry. I I'm just gonna say it's it's funny how a car can do that to a family. You know, it's a it's an inanimate object. It's not alive, but it it has its own life in a sense. You know, I think like that. I think every family. I wasn't in a car family at all, but um, and my dad wasn't uh, a mechanic, but. You know, we we shared you know baseball, youth baseball, and, and and family cars. And whether you were the mechanic or you just had family cars, everybody remembers um, to some degree those those great experiences. So yours are particularly good. So thanks, thanks for that. That was yeah. it's great. Yeah. Um, that's probably a good yeah. place to to wrap it up, uh, Steve. We could probably talk all day uh, because the the vintage oh, cars yeah. are. They're not the most valuable cars, but they are the most valuable cars in all different ways. You know, they're priceless. the best. They're priceless. And we want to thank um, Steve Casagrande. Um, haven't seen you for a while, Steve, but I, I hope that uh, one day when I'm downtown, if you pop in there and we can, we could all go for a walk and get a cup of coffee or something when, when the world allows us to do that. But mostly, thanks for being our guest on our podcast. It was great to have a, a conversation about a wonderful car and to have a conversation with you. We really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Yes. Well, you're welcome, both of you. Whenever time permits, I'll drive it down and we'll take a ride and let you drive it. It's oh, really a fun driving car. I was hoping that you'd you say through. that. We're going to we're gonna hold you to that, man. We're going to hold it to you. We're going to hold that oh, to you. Seriously. So. Oh, I mean it. We'll go. We'll take her for a ride. It's a, it's a fun car to be in. It, it gives you this feeling so uh, i look forward to doing that yes sure. we do too thank you again steve cheers okay. bye-bye now okay gentlemen take care have a great day you thank do you the do same that. thank you steve